You are listening to Wilhelm, a film-centric podcast for film lovers of all kinds. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome to Wilhelm. I am your host, Ben Beck, and it is officially Spooktober, which means all month I am bringing you Halloween-themed episodes. And with this episode, we're kicking it off with the creature feature portion of the month, revealing and discussing our top five favorite vampire movies. Uh, But before I go any further, I need a guest to help me out, as always. He's a first-time guest of Wilhelm, but he's been a friend for a number of years now. He's a musician and artist who you might know from the band No More Kings. But more importantly, he is a huge pop culture junkie, just like myself, uh, which is you missed out our half hour conversation before we even started recording, just getting caught up on the MCU. Uh, please welcome to Wilhelm, my friend, Pete Mitchell. Uh, thanks so much for having me, Ben. I'm excited. Yeah, me too. I have a number of people like in, uh, you know, entertainment industry and, you know, artists and, and stuff like that. And I want to up until this point, it's been just a lot of friends that have come sure. on to help me get the podcast launched. But now I'm expanding. I'm bringing in the artists. I'm bringing in the entertainers. You're the first one. And Ooh. I'm happy to kick it off with you. Nice. I'm honored. I didn't realize that. Well, I didn't tell you that part. No, there you go. I kept that part a secret. It was a reveal for the podcast. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so, yeah, I, you know, you were, you and I were talking a little bit. We we usually go a couple years before we we talk, and then it usually shows in our conversations because we go off topic, and it takes us a half hour to an hour <laughs> to even get started because we just get caught up on on pop culture stuff. I think it's uh, everything is fair game with topics, so there's no off topic for us. It's just yeah. all topic, and we we usually tend to share a lot of the same interests. In, you know what? Absolutely, I've realized that this this past talk, like that's why I feel like we could do we could talk about any any genre any movie because we've got some commonality and everything so far yeah and i'm looking forward to it because it means like i already know you said you looked through the list and you were like oh i can think of a bunch of them I'm like well just tell me what they are <laughs> we'll bring you on for all of them oh right <laughs> absolutely this, this isn't a one-time thing there bud so uh yeah vampires this is the topic we're gonna kick off spooktober with and i'm excited because there's a lot of vampire movies out there good and bad yeah uh, a lot of bad ones i uh, you know as as per usual i don't know what any of your choices are you don't know any of mine i i think it's safe to say and safe to assume probably that twilight is not on either of our lists it's not on my list good good man <laughs> i might have had to disconnect this call right now if it, if it was <laughs> those are vampires they sparkle thank you i say that all the time. I, I get friends on my case all the time because I, I diss on Twilight. And I'm like, Robert Pattinson disses on Twilight. Yes. He, uh, Anna Kendrick yeah. refuses to admit she was in those movies. I forget she was in it. Oh so God, does she. Yeah, good for her. She's, she's right, too. It's so funny. Anytime anytime somebody brings it up on like a talk show, she's like, I'm not in those movies. <laughs> and I love her so much more for that. God, she's for great. That. Um. But I feel like I, I don't know what your opinion on this is, but I om- I feel like almost 
those movies, and there might be listeners who will disagree with this. I don't think there's been a good vampire movie that has come out since those movies. I feel like that movie, those movies were kind of a detriment to the genre. I'm actually waiting for that to happen with zombie films too. I keep thinking it's going to, but I agree with you. Twilight killed the vampire genre. It will come back hopefully soon and hopefully better. But I think you're right. I think it put a temporary like, you know, embargo on, on vampire films. Cause everybody's like, I guess we're done. Right. I guess we're kind of done with that. Like this, this just, yeah, you, this changes it for the worse. Yeah. Really? Like it really did. W- what do we do about this? Like yeah. America, like teen teens and tweens loved these movies and it kind of ruined it for the rest of us. Well, because anything you make now has to at least acknowledge that that exists on some level. Right. So you have to either, uh, I don't, yeah, I don't know. It, it didn't, it didn't do good things for the, for the franchise. So, so it's not just me. It doesn't, it doesn't, it feels like there hasn't been a good vampire movie since those movies came out. Yeah. I mean, I, I'd have to check the dates on my list. Cause I actually don't remember now where some of these came out, but I think, I think most of the things on my list are, are pre twilight for sure. I, yeah. Cause I'm looking at all the ones on my list too. Cause I, I list all the years on mine and oh, I, didn't. I, I think 2011, 2012 are like some of the newest ones on my list. <laughs> and, and that's sad. That's yeah. almost 10 years. You know what? But that's good. I think that maybe it is time. Maybe enough time has passed where we're ready to erase the stink of Twilight. Yeah. Erase the stink of Twilight. <laughs> I'm going to get t-shirts made up with that. Sign petitions. <laughs> get petitions out there and let's get some so of these Robert, directors to, to work. Robert Pattinson has done some incredible stuff since then, though. So he did a great job of like making that the bottom of his resume, you know? Yeah. Like I mean, he's done some really cool indie films since then. And I'm, well, I mean like the lighthouse was, was so a, good, a fantastic yeah. movie. Um, I'm really Did you see high life or good I, time. No, I haven't seen another one. Both of those are wacky weird, but he's incredible in them. I'm, the Rover. Really, I'm really looking forward to seeing him as Batman. He looks amazing as Batman. I'm, right? I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. Like so, it's, it's nice to see him before he, like he loses his cool because he doesn't have cool yet, you know? So like, that one scene where he just goes a little in the trailer where he just goes a little too hard. Yeah. Like beating the hell out of the guy. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited for him. I wasn't, well, whatever. Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's sad sometimes that when you do like for somebody who doesn't like those, like the fact that he was in those movies, he mm-hmm. did what five of them. Mm-hmm. And I get there's always money talks mm-hmm. when it comes to things like that. And he was probably, I think still getting established in a in a career wanted to establish himself as a bigger well the only thing he did before that was harry potter right Harry potter yeah yeah so i agree with you this was like cedric Cedric diggory was the what are you gonna biggest role before that yeah what are you gonna say no to like leading man status exactly so i so i mean i'm glad he's shaking that off yeah and he's you're you're right he's been an amazing actor since those movies absolutely he's doing great so but let's dive into this let's dive i wouldn't have said zombie um well, uh, speaking of the zombie genre, I'm gonna I'm just gonna put this out there now. I want to encourage listeners to stay till the very end of this podcast, which I hope they do anyway. Um, because as I mentioned at the top, you are a musician. Um, Ooh. you do a lot of pop culture related songs, which is one of the reasons you and I became friends because I, I fell in love with the No More Kings <laughs> music. Um, it's not a vampire movie, a vampire song, but it's a zombie song. It's one of my favorite songs off that album. Uh, called Zombie Me. You've already given me permission to use it. So I 
I'm just going to put it out there now. All listeners out there, stay till the end because nice. that's going to play at the end of the podcast. Oh my gosh. Awesome. So everybody's going to get to hear your music by the end of this. And then at the end, we'll give them ways they can check it out. And, Perfect. And go check out other music, which I highly recommend. But let's get into the vampire genre. Um, we're going to reveal our top fives to one another, as well as some honorable mentions. But before we do that, as always, just to give you an idea of the format, um, neither Pete or myself has revealed any of our choices to each other beforehand as not to influence each other. So I don't know any of his. He doesn't know any of mine. Also, just a fair warning, if you haven't seen one or multiple of the movies we mentioned, there's always a possibility of spoilers. So just be prepared for that. Uh, that said, let's dive into our top fives. Uh, I'll start with you. Uh oh. What I always start with the guest. Okay. Just, it's it's my good name. <laughs> yeah, but that's scary because what if I what if I drastically misread the tone? I, I told right. you as long as you don't have Twilight, we're, not, we're, we're good. good. I don't we're think good. there's well maybe the littlest vampire, that one with the kid from Jerry Maguire. My girlfriend made almost made me watch that again <laughs> for that reason because she's like. When I told her what this topic was, she said that was her first one. Oh, are you going to pick the littlest vampire? And I was like, I haven't seen that. She's like, oh, oh, oh. moving maybe, maybe it is no, in top five then. Not on my list. I don't know. All right, but let's start with yours. Well, what have you got for your uh, your number five? Okay, so I went a little little uh, weird with this first one. It's um like a brand new movie. Uh, I saw it on a whim because it was on Netflix. Um, I wouldn't normally... There's a couple that I left off my list that are classics that I'm sure are on your list, but I left off for that reason. I wanted to make my list about what was on my mind now, not mm -hmm. necessarily for me, best of all time, but just sort of like ones that surprised me. I have know? a feeling I might know what movie you're talking about. What do you think it is? Can I take a guess? Yeah. Is there a television show based off this movie currently on television? No, I don't think so. Oh, okay. Well, then it's not the movie I was thinking. Ooh, I'm curious what you thought it was. I was thinking you were probably going to go, and this is one of my honorable mentions. It's not in my top five. I thought you were going to go with what we do in the shadows. That's in my top five. Is it? Okay. Well, yeah, that's in my we'll, top okay, five. We'll save that for when you get to that. <laughs> but I, I digress, but continue with your top, your number. No, five. this one is a, uh, it's, it's a movie called blood red sky. I don't think I've heard of this one. It's a foreign film. Um, I, I don't remember if it's Norwegian or French, but uh, the premise is, this woman has a strange blood disorder, so we think, and she's taking a flight with her son to New York for treatment, and the flight gets hijacked by terrorists. And so she's not able to take her medicine to stop her from what we finally realize is becoming a vampire. She's been, her blood disorder is that she's a vampire. And so she lets herself become a vampire so she can wipe out all these terrorists and save the day. It's really clever and interesting. Um, the action is really fun. It gets a little cheesy at times, but it's it's worth it. It's definitely worth it. I'm reaching for my my Wilhelm notepad because oh nice. I tend to write down movies um, that I haven't seen or heard of before, so I can okay. I can go and watch them. Um, that premise sounds familiar, so maybe okay. I've I've heard of it and I just wasn't too familiar with it. When the, when I saw the trailer, it seemed almost too goofy. You know, like when to to say that premise out loud, it sounds pretty goofy, but they handled it well. It's 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 actually really. It's good. And it's a foreign film, you said? Yeah. Yeah. So, so uh, foreign dubbed or foreign subtitled? You know what? A lot of it is not dubbed because it's international. So there's a lot of uh, English speaking characters in it. And it's, I think it's, I think it's dubbed. It's all, it's imperceptible if it is. Okay. 
I'm going to have to check that out. Yeah, I'm check gonna... it out. Let me know what you think off uh, off camera. And you said it's available on Netflix? Uh-huh. And it's called Blood Red Sky. I'm adding that to my... Uh, snakes on a Plane with Vampires. Oh, that's amazing. You sold it. <laughs> right there on that. Right there. I mean, the only thing it would need at that point is Samuel L. Jackson talking yeah, he's about not in the it, mother but effing be... vampires on the mother effing plane. Yeah, these. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, that's it. Okay, that's a good choice. And uh, you've already piqued my interest on that one because, again, it's one I've never seen and I'm definitely going to check out. Right on. All right, what's so, your five? What's your number my, five? My number five is a little bit newer, uh, but is also a remake. I went with the 2011 version of Fright Night. Oh, wow. I haven't seen the, the remake. I, I'm a fan of the original. Me too. Um, but there's something about, maybe it's just the modernization of the story. And maybe mm-hmm. it's also the cast. Um, you know, it's uh, Anton Yelkin, who unfortunately passed away oh, yeah, a yeah. years ago. Colin Farrell, David Tennant is amazing in the movie. One of the first things I saw him in outside of Doctor Who uh, Dave Franco, Christopher Mintz Plotz, and oh, wow. uh, Tony Collette. And it's, and Chris Sheridan actually is in the movie. He's, oh, nice. he's not playing, obviously, the same. He's not playing Jerry because that's right. who he played in the 86 he's version. Far too, far too old for that. Yeah, but it was great to see him appear. In, that's fun. Yeah, that's the fun that they let him. So it's, um, there, I mean, there's a number of familiar faces in it. I think, like even like Lisa Loeb is oh, wow. is in the movie, um, <laughs> but it, it's fun. I mean, it's it's a lot of fun for me. It's very reminiscent of the story of the original, so it's it, it's not too much of a break. But there's definitely some modernization to it, and I I thought it was a blast. I, I again, I like the original, but for some reason, for me, that the reboot kind of eked it out just a little bit. Very cool. So. That's nice. that was that was my choice for number five. Nice. Uh, number four. What have you got on your list? Uh, I'm almost embarrassed about this one, but it's just it was so much fun, and I just I wanted to put it in there. I, I went for Blade. It's in my honorable mentions. Okay. Yeah. It's it's a great movie. It is actually a really good movie. I've actually been meaning to rewatch those. The whole movies. trilogy is not so bad. Everybody everybody bagged on the third one, but. There's a lot of really fun stuff, which is the one that opens with the um, the nightclub raining down blood and he comes in. Is that number two or number three? I think that's two. Two. That two yeah. is the best one, right? I agree. Um, okay. Yeah. Two is, two is also Norman Reedus. <gasps> oh. Yeah. Norman Reedus is Blade's Apprentice in that, the one that turns oh on him. gosh. Yes. Holy uh, crap. But he was like a little baby. He was so young. Yeah. I think it was, I think it was post Boondock Saints. Okay. Um, but yeah, pre, was, obviously, obviously pre Walking Dead, but that makes sense. Dead. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, so, I need to watch those again, but I just remember them being really, really fun. I've actually been really, I've actually been meaning to rewatch those movies. They've been on my mind. Aren't they remaking? Lately. They're remaking Blade, right? They are remaking Blade. Yeah. He's so coming into the He's coming into the yeah, current which MCU. Which makes sense. That's crazy that they're going to have to admit that there's vampires in the MCU. Yeah. I mean, is Mobius a vampire? I guess Mobius is a vampire. So that yeah, um, so I guess they already are. But Mobius isn't a vampire in the traditional sense. Um, his is a blood disorder, right? That turns him right. into a vampire because of getting yeah, okay, uh, right. So Blade, you, didn't, you didn't get it. The yeah, Blade is literally a, a night, um, like a a night a daywalker. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a hybrid. 
He's a muggle. No, he's not a muggle. What do they call the mud? The mud blood. The the mix. A mud blood. The mud blood. (laughs) Yeah. Filthy mud blood. What'd you get for number four? My number four. Um. Okay, like you said, you said you were kind of embarrassed to have Blade (laughs) in your top five, which you Mm -hmm. you shouldn't. It's okay. Again, they're great movies. I would have picked Blade two over Blade, but. Fair enough. Um, this is one I feel like I might be out of all the ones on my list. This is probably the one I'm uh, the one I'm embarrassed about. Okay. Uh, I went with John Carpenter's Vampires. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, this is a movie from 1998 starring James Woods. Was it and, that late? And Daniel Baldwin. Yeah, this was my, my memory of that is that it's much older. Um, this is my senior year of high school. Oh, wow. Um. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, James Woods, Daniel Baldwin, yep. and uh, a certain person we were mentioning before we started recording, uh, Terry Silver himself, Thomas Ian Griffin is in. Oh my god, that's amazing! So it's a it's a movie that I mean, first off, I'm a huge fan of Carpenter. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I mean, going from obviously Halloween, uh, but to also I I just rewatched uh. Escape from LA the other night. Oh wow. Which is a horribly cheesy movie. Yeah, I need to see that again. But I mean Is that the sequel to Escape from New York? Or is yes. it the other way around? Okay, yeah. yeah. That's that's the sequel. And it's so there's so much camp in that movie. It's oh my god. But, but like the thing is probably the greatest horror movie of all time. It's in my top three. Yeah. Funny enough, yeah. funny enough, horror movies is how we're wrapping up spooked over this month. Oh, good. Oh, so, just general. You, general yeah, horror movies. So you you might be just spoiled listen, your listeners might have just heard one of my top five. Spoiled it. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. But yeah, th- this was a movie that I found. I ju- I just found interesting for some reason, like the idea of like these actual vampire hunters that were hired by that are literally bounty hunters for the Catholic Church. Specific. Yeah, that makes sense because like exorcists. The, but yeah. The the Catholic Street. Church knows that vampires exist. These are the guys that the Catholic Church, like the Pope and the Vatican, hire yeah, to cool. wipe them to wipe them out. That's really cool. And it's just it's just a fun concept. Uh, it's got some execution issues, but I still love the movie. It's been a number of years since I've seen it, but every time I watch it, I love it. That was my problem with making this list. I, I w- a lot of these are like fading memories for me. And I just remember the feeling, which is exactly like you said. I don't remember the specifics. I just remember going, that was fun. That was a lot of fun. So, yeah. Yeah. I, exactly. I remember I remember vampires for sure. Yeah. It's a fun one. And it's one that I, I mean, it's, it's been called Vampires, but and it's also called John Carpenter's Vampires. It mm-hmm. depends on which library. Yeah. That's you know, the official that. name. Yeah. So, but that was my, uh, that was my number four. Nice. What have you got for number three? We already mentioned this one. This is uh, oh, what we do yes. in the shadows for me, man. And it's, it's definitely the movie. But now that I've seen the show and I'm caught up, I, I combine them together. They've created such a fun world there with, with both things existing. And they are in the same universe because those three vampires appear mm-hmm. in, in the show. I don't know if you are you watching the show. Oh, God. Yes. Yeah. It's so good. I wanted to hate it because I first I didn't know how involved Jermaine Clement was. So when I saw that it was an American version, I immediately thought it was like what we did with The Office. And I was just like, come on, guys, like really? And the trailers didn't didn't do it any justice. But then when when you watch the show and you actually realize that these are fully fleshed out characters, no pun intended, um, completely different from <laughs> completely different from you know Vladislav and Diago and you know Deacon, completely different, their own and they're so much fun and the chemistry that they have together. 
and I cannot stop talking like uh, Nandor. I cannot stop talking <laughs> like him. I'm always like, Guillermo, come and fetch me my Coca-Cola. It's a bad. The creepy paper. It's creepy. No, it's creepy. It's creepy. creepy paper. Oh, my God. And it's that show. Not to, not to get away from the movie, because I, I agree. The movie is in my... Movie is so it's good. the first of my honorable mentions. Oh, cool. It, it was so close to being yeah. in my top five. I wanted it, to not go comedy with some of these, but that was a hard one to not put in. Yeah, I agree. So it, and it's like, I've grown so much love for Taika. Yeah. Even ever since what yeah. we do in the shadows. I mean... That might have been my first one that I saw of him. And then I saw a boy... I didn't even see Wilderbeast, but then obviously Ragnarok. So yeah, I think I think Taika, but that was my first exposure to Taika was what we do in the shadows. I think that was my first exposure okay. to him as well. Yeah. And I and I remember watching that. And I've had I've actually had one of the cast members of that movie on my other podcast, The Spotlight. I had uh Andy, not Andy Daly. Um, oh God, now I can't remember his name, but he plays one of the werewolves in oh, okay. in the show. Um and it was not, really not Restarby, one of the other werewolves. Restarby, right? that's who it was. Restarby. Oh my yes. god, I love Restarby so much. I I had Reese on the podcast, and I was so excited to get to talk to him about what we do in the shadows. And oh my god, Flight of the Concords and Flight of the Con. Oh my god, Jeez. Flight of the Concords is just. Jeez. I I every once in a while I just break out into business time, and it's yeah, from it's Flight of the Concords. <laughs> so I love that. Well, weren't they so supposed much. to make a, a swearwolves movie or no? Am I wrong about that? I, I thought they were supposed know. to make a, a sort of sequel to what we do in the shadows with featuring the werewolves, the swearwolves, but I guess not. Maybe I, I that would be it. amazing if they did. Oh my gosh. Perfect. Um, but I mean, yeah, like, so like, you're right. Like the show is very fleshed out. Mm-hmm. These characters are completely on their own. And that episode in season one that you mentioned where Jermaine and Taika yes. appear and it's, it's the council. Yeah. Um, it's the greatest cameo. A funny oh, speaking st- of Blade. <laughs> yeah, and that's what I was going to get to. Yeah. So a funny story about that episode. I don't know if you know this or not, but there's a backstory to that scene. Um, oh. Because Evan Rachel Wood is there. Yeah. Uh, Which uh, I didn't understand why she was a vampire. I must have missed what she was a vampire in. I I think, she, I think she's in True Blood. Is she in True Blood? I think she was in True Blood. Okay. Um, but Paul Rubens, Danny Trejo, yeah. like all yeah. these people that played vampires and other things. And then when they mention all those other people that weren't there. So wow. when they mentioned Tom and Brad yep. and they're like, oh, they, yeah. they weren't interested. And then they mentioned Kiefer and there's like, he wanted to be here. That's all true. Are you serious? They reached out to every one of those guys. Oh Tom and Brad turned them down. Kiefer wanted to do it, but was oh unavailable. God. So they put that in the episode. So those the that is real. That's really that's their real. responses. Oh my yep. god, that's amazing. those are the real responses as to why they weren't in that Clever. episode. So it works. It works in both. It works in fiction and it works for real. Yep. Because those the vampires would have said that too. Yeah. You know what I mean. But I but I remember like you like that was my first foray into Taika as well. And I remember watching like having a friend of me a friend of mine recommend what we do in the shadows to me, and I was and I watched the trailer. I'm like I I don't know. Mm, what, yeah, like, it what was very low budget is. and weird, and and then I just watched it, and at the end of it, I was like, I, like I love that. Yeah, I wanted like, more immediately. I, I wanted more, and then I got so excited when the show got announced. And did those... you see the on the DVD of what we do in the shadows? There's the um, original short film version of it. Have you seen that? I have not. You should see that. It's a lot of the same jokes, but it's totally no effects. It's just like it's like a 15 minute short. But the the one part that stands out to me is like the how, where they got the title. So the end of the you know the television crew is filming. Um, yeah, yeah, Vladislav, and um, he's like, "What do we, we you know we we go shopping in the shadows, we do our laundry in the shadows." You know, <laughs> oh. yeah, I'm gonna have to check that out. 
Um, and I know, like you mentioned, just to, to wrap up that, not to go too far off on just tangents of what we do in the shadows, um, but to jump back to the show, like you said, you you keep talking uh, like Nandor. <laughs> um, ever since a couple episodes ago, every once in a while, I will just break out into Viva Atlantic City <laughs> from the casino from episode. the casino episode because <laughs> it's. Oh my god! That show is just that show is so good. It's so wonderful, so, so good. I'm like, I don't, I would, I don't know if I would call them friends, but I'm like in contact with uh, Doug Jones on Twitter. Really? And, uh, yeah, it's fun. I, he's so on I, my like, list to get on the podcast. I didn't know he was going to be in the show. Um, nobody oh yeah, him, as the he, uh, yeah, as the the count, I guess. What? Um, oh yeah, the Baron, the Baron, the Baron. Yes, yeah. He was so freaking good, like he's, ridiculously good. And he's fun, great, for once, he gets to talk. He's always great, but he doesn't yeah. usually get to use his own voice. True. So it was like exciting to see that he, you know, because he's yeah. a really like comic, like great comic timing, like just really funny. I didn't, ex- I didn't expect that. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. actually on my list to get on my other oh, podcast. Yeah. So I hope oh, I do. Yeah, I do hope it. I, I hope I'm able to get him on. Yeah, do it. Um, I guess that brings me to my number three. Uh, my number three is a little bit of a cheat. Okay. Uh, there are vampire there. There is a vampire in it. Intriguing. But there are other monsters in it as well. Okay. My number three is a little movie that I grew up with called the monster squad. Yep. Kick them in the nards. Wolfman's got nards. Wolfman's got nards. Yep. It's a movie movie. that has, it has stuck with me. I mean, I was eight years old when that movie came out. Yep. And it has. How old were the characters? Like thirteen or eleven? Yeah, it was like I, a go- it was like a Goonies for for monsters. It like, was the right? Universal Monsters meets the Goonies. Yeah, totally. So and, like you were the perfect age for like devouring that. And I still, I'm, I'm I, a little older. I still break that out every once in a while and watch it. There is a fantastic documentary on Ooh. the film called Wolfman's Got Nards. Oh my god, what a great. Um, that if you've never seen it, I highly have. I, I have it. not. I need to. I need yeah, to watch yeah. the movie again first. But oh God, the movie is so good. It's so good. Um, but yeah, like I, I felt like it's it's Dracula. Mm-hmm. But I was like, like I, I had to include it because yeah. Oh yeah. Anytime somebody mentions Dracula, I you could go to Bram Stoker, you could go to Bella Lugosi. Mm-hmm. I I go to 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 Ruger. And his portrayal of in a monster squad, because <laughs> that's that's what I grew up with as my Dracula. Right, right. That was your first on-screen Dracula, right? Yep. Oh my so gosh. that's that's my pick, and I had to I had to include it in my top five. Oh yeah, for that for that for that point alone. I so, applaud you. Thank you, sir. <laughs> uh, number two. Ooh, we're already up to number two. Jeez, I think because what yeah. we do in the shadows was your number yep. three, right? Yep. Okay. So I went with 30 Days of Night for number two. It's a good choice. Because that's just so clever. Like, what a great, if you're going to make a vampire movie, make it about the, the one place, you know, where it's night for a long time. And like, what would, what would vampires do if they had access to a place like that? You know, yeah. the, the town is totally cut off. Like, just the premise alone, I think, is fantastic. And I think they, it, it holds up. Like, I watched it recently and it holds up. They did a great job. And that's what I picture when I picture vampires. Like I don't picture sparkly guys out in the sun. Oh yeah, feral like Middle Eastern 
Yeah. Yeah. That like that's the purest form. I mean, obviously, sure. there's the Dracula interview with the vampire, like kind of. Sure. Yeah, that's a little more sophisticated, but I think yeah, I agree with you. The Thirty Days of Night Vampire, this like old world, like Hungarian kind of like you know what I mean, like mm-hmm. stuff of mythology, you know, stuff that like you can understand why monsters uh, stories would be spread about these things. You yeah. know. Uh, yeah. So like, I I've been rewatching. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, you're good. Um, I. I just wrapped up rewatching all seven seasons of Tales from the Crypt. Oh, wow. Um, I went back and I revisited that because I'm actually going to be having John Kazer, who's the voice of the Crypt Keeper, on the spotlight. He's going to be he's going to be coming on the spotlight. You get great guests, man. Um, Great guests. Well, you're in the list of guests, too. So these are no Crypt Keeper. Well, come on. That guy's like the Yeah. But um, there was an episode where. There, there was a, um, there was an episode where there were vampires and there was a guy hiding out from vampires, and he literally got away from all these vampires and boarded himself up in a room and said, "All I have to do is sleep until the morning, and then I can escape," without realizing he was in Alaska, <laughs> and morning, morning never comes. Wow! And I thought about it. And I'm like, I wonder if maybe this is where they got the yeah, premise for that would have been that would have from, been way before it, right? That yeah, it was 80s. back in the eighties. So wow. I'm wondering, maybe there was already subject material written that's Thirty Days of Night is based off of, and maybe well, tells a graphic script. novel, right? But yeah, it'd be interesting to see. Be interesting to see if they they saw that episode too, and we're like, whoa, let's make a whole thing about that. Yeah, yeah, because it would be an interesting premise. Like, okay, let's take this premise and let's ramp it up, right? And let's make a movie about it, right? Because I would watch it, and I did watch it. Yeah, I, I watched it. I loved it. Yeah, ended up my yeah. Was right, there, you... was there a sequel to Thirty Days of Night? I can't remember. I want to say it, not an official one. I think there was a animated. It was something else. There was some other. It was Thirty Days of Night colon some other thing, and it, I don't think it had anything to do with it. I didn't watch it. Oh, you know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking of the movie Daywalkers. I think mm-hmm. there was a sequel. There was either a sequel to That's that, in or my that mentions. was the sequel. Oh, okay. I can't remember. Can't remember at all. That makes sense. Uh, my number two, uh, we actually mentioned uh, the actor in when we were talking about that episode of uh, What oh, We Do yeah. in the Shadows with the Council uh, with Kiefer. This, this should have been in my, this should have been top two for me too. But I, like I said, I wanted to go not classic stuff. I wanted to go new. But yeah, this, what you, yeah, what you're about I, to say is number two, I went with The Lost Boys. Hell yeah, you did. Because that's, it's, man. That to me is probably it is the epitome of good vampire yeah. movies. Yeah. It's 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 literally coming of age vampires. I know, right? Which is such an interesting concept. Yeah. Uh, but but it, also it's like them being the cool club, like the cool gang. Yeah. You know, and like the bully. Like, yeah, it's so interesting. What an interesting idea. To make a John Hughes, but not a comedy version, but almost like, yeah, this coming of age <laughs> yeah. high school click, very like, yeah. Like this, that like Lost Boys to me is what they, is what the Twilight creator wanted to make a girly oh version God, of. Totally. You're 100% right. It's and they vampires just got everything in high wrong. Yeah, but they got everything wrong. It's like they almost didn't watch Lost Boys. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, like, again, you talk about like a great cast. You had obviously Kiefer, Jason Patrick, Corey Haim before he, yep. Corey Haim and Corey Feldman, I think are both 
Is no Feldman's not in it. Just Corey Haim, I think. I don't remember now. Yeah, it's been a while since I watched it. I feel like Corey Feldman in is in it. He's in yeah, it. They're, they're both in it. Yeah, they're both in it. I um, I conflate I conflate um that and uh a fright night sometimes in yeah. my memories. So and Alex and movie. Alex Winter from Bill and Ted. Oh yeah, from Bill and Ted and, and Jamie Gertz in it as well. Jamie Gertz. It's you know, putting aside the the vampire aspect of it, which is very hard to do because that's the best part of <laughs> totally. the movie. Um, that movie's the Lost Boys has actually been brought up in an earlier episode of Wilhelm when we talked about movies with the best soundtrack. Oh, because the soundtrack to that movie is phenomenal. I actually don't it, remember the soundtrack. It's it's so good. But the, I mean, there was very, it, very when I was when I was putting together my top five, my one and two were two that were unaltered. They were like, oh, here's really? my one, here's my two. I have to figure out what three, four, and five. Yikes. Wow. So number one is like, there's no doubt in my mind. It is my, it is, again, like we're talking our personal favorites. Yeah. So these yeah, might exactly. not necessarily be the greatest vampire right. movies. Right. These are what we qualify as our favorite ones. So they're the ones that exactly. like, have some meaning to us or exactly. stuck with us. You know, it is, you know, what, what that is. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. Lost Boys is an honorable mention for me for only, only because it should have been number two. It would have been number two, but only because I went with this like different idea of like, yeah. what's, what's recent and what's on my mind now? What surprised me? You know, I tried to, I tried to move away from like, but that's, I mean, come on, that's classic. Lost yeah, Boys yeah. is like, for all the reasons you just said is perfect. It, it's one of those ones that like, I, I like to watch often but not so often that the movie like loses some of its luster. Sure. You know, like it's, it's not like people who watch like, like a Christmas story for 24 hours straight right. on TNT. Right. Like, yeah, I, just I, ref- in the mood. I refuse to watch a Christmas story for 24 hours on TNT because it ruins the movie for me. Oh yeah. No, that's a, for me, that's a once that's a one watch each year. Yep. Exactly. Same thing with elf, which USA is running 24 mm-hmm. hours now. Mm-hmm. Like, Every three or four years, I'll watch Lost Boys right. in October oh, wow. because I want to be reminded of it. I don't want to lose my love for the movie, but I don't be, by watching it too much. Yeah, exactly. You don't want to get sick of it. Um, I'm really excited that we've gone through our, our numbers two through five and we haven't had any repeats. Yeah, no overlap, right? Which is always a good sign. And I don't, I don't think our number ones are going to overlap either. Sounds like that. I think your no, I think your number one's going to be in my in my um, honorable mentions. And yours sure. might be in mine. So uh, that said, what have you got for your number one? All right, you ready for this? Sure. I put "Let the Right One In." It's one I haven't seen. Then you got to check it out. It's so good. It's so good. It's it's like ridiculously good. It is on my list. Um. And it's relatively newer, isn't it? Like last yeah. last decade. Yeah, and I think that's why I, w- I couldn't remember when we were talking about whether it predated or postdated Twilight. I think it might actually be since Twilight, but I could be wrong about it. But it, it's Swedish, so I guess I think it gets a, mm-hmm. a pass, not being affected by our our crappy our crappy <laughs> version here. Okay, yeah. so remake. I put the remake in my mental. I'm, I'm giving away all my honorable mentions, but um, oh no, that's it's, fine. It's one of the few movies where. Like when I heard they were making a remake, I was like, why? It's so perfect. But then you see the remake, you're like, okay, this is really well done and it's different enough and it's an American version. I'm okay with it. Um, yeah. So, either one, if you watch either one of them, you're going to be happy. But it's such a great story, really great story. 
I'm adding it to my list so I can bump it up my queue and and check it out. Especially now for October, like now's the time I love watching movies like this. Mm-hmm. So, oh, this is such a good October movie for sure. This is, that's the one I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to make sure I watch it sometime in the next week or two um, to get it in there and check it out. Especially if it's your number one, like I'm like yeah, okay, dude, it's and I stand by that. Enough. Even looking at my even looking now at my my other ones, I stand by it. It's just, it's that good. Yeah, that good. and that's how I feel about my number one. Like my number Ooh. one's like, yeah, that's the one I stand by. This is my favorite vampire movie. All right, bring it on. What is All it? All right, my number one is my number one. Kind of has some lore to it, like Hollywood lore to it Ooh. that I remember happening. But everywhere I look online, I can't seem to find it having any truth to it. What? Uh, so my number one, I went with from Dust Till Dawn. Oh my goodness! Of course, it is. An amazing vampire movie. Yes. Quentin Tarantino written and well directed by Robert Rodriguez. Yep. So it, and you can tell when you watch it, like, yeah, this is. Oh yeah. Quentin Tarantino, George Clooney, Juliette Lewis, like the cast. is Harvey Keitel. Harvey, uh, Harvey Keitel, Tom Savini, Cheech Marin. Cheech Marin. Yeah. um, Danny Trejo, which is what we get from. We get from the council. That's why he's in the council. Yeah. Yep. Um, Selma Hayek, yeah, as uh, sent uh, Santanico Pandemonium, yep. Um, uh, Michael Parks, Kelly Preston, like the cast is just yeah, it's crazy, is is great. But the lore behind it, see, so I remember this being true, and again, I can't seem to find any truth to it online. Maybe I've just heard it so much. And have told so many other people about it that I've just convinced myself it's true. But the lore about it, I remember, is that when the movie first released, like when the trailers came out before the movie released, it didn't show any vampires in the movie. You know why I believe that? Because the reason I like this movie is it's two movies. It's actually two movies. Yes. In the first part, it's this incredible story of these brothers where one of them is a homicidal maniac but doesn't want to be. And George Clooney has to like just deal with the fact that his brother's this maniac and right like yeah it's this road trip kind of like heist it's, hideout it's two brothers on the run from the law on the run from the law yeah. and it's perfect and so you're right if that's the trailer and you don't see the second half of the movie coming you're going to be blown away when that happens because you're not going to know what you just stepped into yeah exactly and it, it I for some reason like I remember the lore being that the first trailers before the movie released came out showed no vampires and people did not know it was a vampire movie until they were sitting in the theater watching. That's brilliant. And it's it's a full like hour in before you, before you even get the first sense of that. Right. And that's something like I, I totally believe Tarantino and Rodriguez would do. Totally. Totally. Like that's in their repertoire. Like that's something they would do. But for the life of me, I can't find any truth to that online. Hmm. So I don't know if I believe it buried or if it just wasn't true i i want to believe it's true because it makes me love that movie even more oh sure so but i mean it's it's gory yeah visceral funny it's funny i mean where else are you going to get tom savini who is an amazing makeup artist and i've met the man he's fantastic tom savini having a pistol on his junk yeah like and then I also read, you know, in researching the movie, speaking of, like I said, with Monster Squad, there's a documentary about the making of From Dust Till Dawn called Full Tilt Boogie. 
and it's yes. basically behind the scenes. I've seen that. Yeah. yeah, I've seen it. It's amazing. It's as long as from Dust Till Dawn. It is, but it's it's as entertaining too. Yeah, like it's crazy. Would they blow? They had to blow up the the kitty twister. They changed the name for the yeah. <laughs> well, it actually the the outer part of it that they built for the movie actually burned down at some, at one point, yeah, and it delayed yeah. the movie. They had, to, they had to build the facade again, didn't they? Yep. Yeah, yeah, crazy. Um, but I also learned I don't know if it was from Full Tilt Bookie or if it was from just behind the scenes stuff. Uh, Tom Savini's character, Sex Machine, when he breaks out the whip and starts whipping like heads off of vampires, mm-hmm. that is a complete homage to Castlevania. Oh my gosh. That's I thought it was Belmont. Batman begin. I mean Batman returns. Yeah. No, that's Belmont from Castlevania. That's from the amazing. Castlevania games. That's amazing. So again, that makes is, sense that that's a vampire game. Yeah. Yeah. So this has just been a movie that is again, it's stuck with me ever since I saw it. Totally. I think I was relatively young. No, I was I was probably about 16 when that yeah. movie came out. Yeah. So old enough to see it. Yeah. And appreciate it. But that's the perfect age because that's kind of who it was made for. 16, yeah. 17 year olds, you know what I mean? Yeah. Exactly. High school high school kids being like, this is a blast. Yeah. But you're absolutely right. Like the first hour of that movie is a completely different movie. Completely different film. And I love I actually like that half of the movie better, if I'm being honest, just because it's so intriguing. Like the the what if you play in your head of like, what would I do if I had a brother like this? Like you love him as a brother, but he's like straight up crazy killing people. Like you can't be trusted. You can't leave him alone, you know? Well, that's where so I mean it's 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 directed by Robert Rodriguez, but it's written and directed by Rodriguez and Tarantino. Right. Tarantino. And you can kind of tell where it gets split, you know? Yeah, because Tarantino actually was going to direct it, but he's backed off because he wanted to concentrate on playing Seth Gecko. Um, but you're right, like that first part of the movie has such a tonal difference that feels more like Tarantino. That's like a Tarantino movie, and yep. the second half is full, full on Rodriguez. And I honestly can't see it any other way because once it becomes crazy madhouse vampire town i don't i don't know that tarantino would have done that well no, you know no. what i mean I but rodriguez I, is born to do that craziness yeah. and that's why exactly like i don't know if you've ever seen grindhouse yeah i have um same thing like, like the two was, films could not have been more different for that yeah, same reason it was death proof which was more grounded and mm-hmm. um and, and then planet terror was just off the rails crazy yep. rodriguez yep exactly and one was Kent, one was Tarantino and one was Rodriguez mm-hmm. and they, they, they worked out. So, so yeah, that was that when I, again, when I put together my top five, my number one and number two were instantaneous. I That's knew awesome. what movies were going in. Those That's lists. awesome. So those are great lists. And I'm so, I'm like actually really excited. We had no overlap at all. That's crazy. I really thought we would have. And I'm actually surprised that neither of us put interview. Obviously, it's it's probably in, it's in my honorable mentions. It's in my honorable mentions as well. Just because it's like the de facto vampire film, which is the reason I left it off the list, because I almost felt like it was too obvious to put on the list. It's like, well, well I kind of feel like I, I feel like interview interview kind of changed the genre because before that it was like these were these vampires were either these monstrous or stalking right characters. Right. And to make them these sophisticated, worldly, yes. like tortured, and it, and it souls almost, and it opened up the genre because after Interview with the Vampire, no, actually, Buffy the Vampire Slayer came before Interview with the Vampire, but still, like we we got these more, like you said, sophisticated mm-hmm. uh, class, like they they could exist in high class mm-hmm. and not be revealed to be what they are. Which to me is 
really fascinating and that's way more interesting than like the gorier, goofier ways of, of doing it. You know, like I feel like what a cool idea that you have this vampire who, who literally has to like eat the blood of humans, you know, like, but has to also exist. And then probably like has to move every 20 years because people start to realize that they have an age and like, what an interesting way to live a life. So I'm so humanizing, yeah. which is what interview with a vampire does humanizing that character, less of a monster and more of a person with a, this affliction, you know, but it, but it, it, but it gave vampires a new power and that was influence. Yeah. Like yeah. they didn't, they weren't just like blood suckers and like that strength and everything. It was like, they now had power, mm-hmm. like power of influence. Yeah. Because they were part of society. Absolutely. And it, it, gave, yeah. it gave a whole new element to the, to the vampire genre. Mm-hmm. So it, it was tough. It's it's my number two on my honorable mentions because it came very close to being in the top. Yep. yep. Yeah, so, it's my so. first honorable mention for sure. Uh what what other honorable mentions do you have on your list? If I, I know I have covered them a you. lot of them. You definitely do. And we've covered a lot of mine already. So interview, obviously, Daywalkers, I thought was super fun. Um, again, I, I talked about Daywalkers the way you talked about John Carpenter's Vampires. Not not a perfect film, flawed, absolutely, but a fun idea and still some fun enough moments where it's worth watching. Mm-hmm. Um, plus it's just fun to see Ethan Hawke, you know, I'll watch him in anything. Um, and yeah. I put underworld, the underworld series, because I just needed something to do werewolves versus vampires better than twilight did. I just needed something that handled that better than twilight. And it was also before twilight too, which and it was before twilight. Definitely. Plus Kate Beckinsdale is gorgeous. So agreed. And, you know. um, Oh, um, Reese, uh, Oh, I can't remember his name now. The the master vampire from the Underworld series. He's been in a bunch of other stuff. Oh well, I can't remember. Uh, my, my listeners will let me know. Yeah, no, no, it's um, Bill not Bill, Bill Nye. Nye. Yeah, Bill, yeah, not Bill Nye the science guy, but Bill Nye the actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah NY, NYE. Yeah, Bill Nye. He's amazing. Oh, he's so good. He's perfect in that. Um, we've mentioned a bunch of my honorable mentions as well. Uh, but I, I want to just make mention, obviously, uh, the original 1931 Dracula yep. with, with Bella Lugosi is a classic yep. as well as Bram Stoker in 1992. You, uh, what about white zombie? Did we count that. I've the never very, seen like white maybe zombie. the very first silent film. I've never seen white zombie. It's, you know, it's hard to watch cause it's slow and goofy, but it's yeah. the first it's like Nosferatu. Nosferatu and Nosferatu is another one that mm-hmm. I didn't put in my honorable mentions, but probably should. Be, yeah. Yeah. Should be in there. Yeah. Those, those are like, you need those to make the ones we put, but you know, the ones we put are more fun. And, oh yeah. That's why they put, that's why they ended up on our list. Yeah, exactly. Um, This is one that's kind of, some people consider it a vampire movie. Some people don't. Um, I, I put, I am legend in my honorable mentions. Oh my gosh. That's perfect. Because they are vampires. I mean, they can't go they out in the sun. They're not no, blood suckers. They are. Um, more not so blood- in the more so in the um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, the Heston Howard, the Charles Heston one. Oh, uh, Omega Man. Omega Man. Yeah. More yeah. so in that, they're more vampire-y because they're more humanoid in that, and they can talk. But yeah, yeah. I, I think that counts. I think that counts. I mean, because they are they are vampires. vampires in a sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I went with I Am Legend. Um, uh, near, uh, near Dark with Bill Paxton. I don't remember that one. Uh, that's it, it's got a little bit of a comedic element to it, okay. but it's it's um 
he basically gets caught up with uh, a bunch of like traveling vampires and ends up okay. becoming one in the in it. Uh, Salem's Lot from 1979. Oh my god, I can't believe I didn't put that on my list. That one's great. <laughs> did you put? Did you? Do you have Once Bitten on your list? I do have Once Bitten. <laughs> mentions. Jim Carrey. I mean, that's. <laughs> I think that's one of the earliest Jim Carrey movies. Uh, I it remember. might be. It might be. That or Earth Girls Are Easy, one of the two of them. Was he in that? I don't remember him being in that. Yeah, him, Damon Wayans, oh and gosh. Jeff Goldblum. Oh I my think, gosh. Were the three aliens with I need aliens. I need a Jeff Goldblum vampire film. Oh my god. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I just thought I need to bite bite your neck your neck. Well, if I could just maybe just grab the just a little nibble here. Oh, yes, thank you. <laughs> the blood uh fi- finds a way. <laughs> That's a horrible Goldblum. Um Three more movies on my list. Uh, I put Dracula Dead and Loving It. Oh, God. Because Leslie Nielsen. Leslie Nielsen is a vampire. It's just gold. Fantastic. Uh, it's a horrible movie, but I kind of loved it because I read the book. Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter. Oh, I love that one, too. It's so fun. And it's, silly. Just a, it's just a bunch of fun. Yeah. Uh, and then my last one of my honorable mentions, I kept on my honorable mentions because um, it's a very lesser known vampire movie okay uh, relatively new 2013 so last decade i actually and it's kind of a plug for my spotlight podcast again because nice. the two men that wrote and directed this movie i had them on the spotlight i was actually the first person to ever interview them about Whoa. the movie oh so they had never done an interview before my podcast before oh my gosh so they were really nervous and new to it oh wow uh but it's a movie called afflicted yeah i've seen that have you it's amazing. So that was very uh, first person cam. Yes, it was, mostly, it, was a, it was a stunt movie for the most part. Yes, it was. A, um, yeah, and it was more not, about like I think it was like a guy. Like there was two friends yeah, traveling. The, yeah, and one gets yeah totally, and one gets bitten and slowly starts the process of yep. becoming a vampire. And and it's cool because because it's first person. Well, not the whole thing is, but because a lot of it is first person, you see them getting their powers and being able to jump really high and yeah, climb yeah. walls and do all this crazy stuff. No, I love that movie. Yeah, it's really well done. Um, cause I remember they sent us a screener of the movie when, before it was released so oh, that we cool. could watch it before we had them on. And I remember like, Oh, it'd be so fun to have those guys on. What a, they must've had a, a lot of interesting stories that looked like a lot of fun to film. Yeah. And, and I remember like, just like watching that movie and be like, this movie's amazing. Like, yeah, I can't yeah. wait to talk to these guys. And then we found out during the interview that that was their first interview. Wow. That's, crazy. and they were sitting and in their a first car. film, right? Yeah. It was their first film they ever wrote. They ever directed. And they were just great guys to have on and talk oh, about awesome. movies. Um, and, you know, those guys being as green as they were in, in the entertainment yeah. industry. So it was great. But that's what awesome. I recommend to a lot of people. And you, oh, yeah. you, you can attest to it, too. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Great movie. I'm actually surprised I didn't put that on my... I actually forgot about that. Until you I'm excited that you saw it. Oh, yeah. No, it's great. Actually, I'm not surprised. You and, again, you and I share so many... <laughs> I have a hard time, Ben, finding movies I haven't seen to be honest when i turn netflix on i'm like i've yep, seen it all do you know i thought the same thing until i started this podcast <laughs> and there's a lot of movies out there and now there's a bunch of movies that come up where i'm like oh, i've never seen that oh i've never gosh. seen that the list of movies i need to watch from just the first 17 18 episodes of this podcast oh, wow. is already that's the cool thing about having such a wide variety of guests is they're gonna they're gonna bring different stuff different stuff to the table and, and the great thing about the format of this podcast, too, is that like you and I are doing a vampire episode, but I could do another vampire episode two years oh, from now. Vastly different answers from somebody else. Yeah. And get different answers from somebody else. And my answers might even change. Absolutely. At, at that point. Yep, absolutely. So I could revisit yeah. 
episodes subject matter yeah a, a bunch of times and always get a different get a different yeah set of circumstances every time oh my gosh totally and i and i love it uh but those were some great choices for top fives and honorable mentions i'm again i'm so happy we didn't have any overlap that's crazy top five but with so many vampire movies out there i, I it was kind of it was going to be unlikely we had any yeah so um Let's talk about your projects before we start getting ready to get out of here. Um, right on. What have you got going on? I, I like, as I mentioned, we're going to play zombie me at the end of the podcast. Nice. Um, so people can hear it, but you know, obviously before they hear it, I want them to hear from you where they can check out your music, any projects you've got coming up. Your, your art is fantastic. So nice, where man. just put it all out there. Right on. What well, I'm, I'm Das Petey, D A S P E T E Y pretty much everywhere. So Dustpedia on Instagram, on even on Zoom, YouTube on Zoom. I'm Dustpedia <laughs> right here. Yeah, exactly. Well, so yeah, that's that's the easiest thing is just type that into Google and check all that stuff out. Um, as far as No More Kings, uh, I I just helped Neil with um, Neil's my writing partner on No More Kings, the other half of the band um, on a project. He's so he's got a band with his wife called Derpa Robbins, which makes incredible incredible music. I don't know. Have you have you heard much of their stuff? I don't think I have. Check it out. It's um it's very like epic cinematic people people compare it to evanescence but Ooh, just I'm really yeah really just like just tremendous tremendous musicianship from he and his wife um anyway they're doing their new album they're doing they're releasing it as an episodic silent film like a, a hour hour long silent film that comes out in parts and so he has he's having me do um do the effects and the compositing and you know that kind of stuff for it so i flew out and hung out with him in kentucky anyway while we were there we ended up writing um, three new No More Kings songs. Ooh, yeah, excited. And so, yeah, so we got we got some new stuff in the works. And it was one of those things where I hadn't realized, because I hadn't thought about it, how long it's been since our last album. It's been like seven years. So it's it's time for another album. It's always time for more No More Kings. It's always time for no more, more No More Kings. Yeah. And then I've just been doing a lot of uh, solo stuff, which is pretty different from the No More Kings stuff. But um, I really dig it because it's the first time, you know, I always kind of just assumed that I was going to need to work with other producers. Like I would never be able to produce my own stuff. And just on a lark, I decided to just try it, you know, just try tackling that. And um, I'm really proud of the stuff that I put out. I put out an album recently. I think, I don't know if we had a chance to talk about it, we but did. In measured, in, yeah, in in measured measured and, yeah, right. measured hundred weight. And the, was the, the album's right? fantastic. Thanks man. Yeah. So that was the first album I produced on my own and I'm, I'm just really psyched about it. So I've been following that up with some other, you know, moody atmospheric kind of stuff in that same vein. Um, and I'm just finishing up now a cover album of a bunch of like eighties, eighties covers. Oh, um, yeah. 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 Cause what so was that's the, really... um, uh, was it musings on Mars? Oh yeah. With a couple Phil. of the covers. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. That was my, I think that's what gave me the idea to do a sort of an acoustic, more guitar based acoustic album of that same kind of vibe. But, um, yeah, musings on Mars was all jazz piano covers of, uh, yeah, the like most part. land down under and oh my break gosh, my stride. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And uh Whitney Houston, shake your body and yeah, Michael Jackson. You make my dreams come true. Yeah, oh, yeah. like, that's a fun tr- yeah. Trust fun me, album. like like it's not just blowing smoke. Like I I've been a fan of like we're 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 friends, but like I've been a fan of the music for your music is how we became friends. right. That's how we met exactly yeah. back in Philly. And everything from like I have every no more king song and every one of your solo songs they're all in my playlist and i always get excited like when they come up um, actually I, just like two days ago i had uh jump in 
Oh, nice. From No More Kings. And I just, oh my gosh. I always sing along. I love the video to that song. Yeah. Um, it's, so, it's so good. Man, I think the coolest thing, just a quick, quick tangent about No More Kings for me is this, is the fact that I've, I've made so many friends over the years purely because of, of the music of, of people like you, who I met through, through interviewing or, or, you know, uh, or just, just different, different people that I met because of, of the music that I've made and that I'm still friends with, you know, these decade later. Um, that's the, that's the craziest thing. I never would have guessed that getting into that in the first place that um, making these albums would, would bring me so many new friends. Well, to name drop for you, uh, Billy Zabka. Yeah, that's a pretty cool one. <laughs> uh, I, I love mean, for, any, for, any, for any of my listeners that that don't know or haven't looked you up by now, I know some of my listeners know because I've I, I belong to a, a Facebook group online of a bunch of people that watch Walking Dead and Cobra. Oh, and yeah, 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 yeah. And I always bring you up about like nice. sweep the leg and when we're talking about Cobra Kai. Um, but for anybody that doesn't know, they can look up just look up the song "No More Kings Sweep the Leg." Oh yeah, because if you type "Sweep the Leg" into Google, it'll be the top thing. It's it's the song that you wrote. It's how I, actually I think that's the album that I when I first met you. Yeah, yeah, that's what we were touring. Yeah, but the, but the music video has pretty much, with the exception of Pat Morita, almost the entire and Elizabeth Shue. Yeah, pretty much almost the entire cast of the Karate Kids yeah. in that music video. Yeah, Machio Zabka. Fifteen the, years before Cobra Kai. Yeah. I, and that's what I tell people. I'm like, I think, I think no more Kings kind of planted the idea. It's of funny. I've, I've seen enough interviews now and like, no one's officially saying that. And I love it because it's, it's true. All that does to me is prove that other people were thinking the same thing I was thinking, which is there's more to this story. There's more to the karate kid that we wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So the creators of Cobra Kai, just like me, were just huge fans that were also thinking the same thing. But I love that there's this at the time. Anyway, there's this zeitgeist of like, we want more from Johnny. You want more about that guy's story. So it's, it's, it's to me, there's no coincidence. It's, it's like the movie, the original movie was set up so well and that and ending for you to realize that he wasn't the bad guy, but since a crease was the one whispering, you know what I mean? Like yeah. the angle that I took in sweep the leg, the fact that Cobra Kai, the show has that same premise. It's like, there's something there. There's something about that film that led us to all collectively on our own. Think that, you know what I mean? Like yeah. think that we need more of Johnny's story. Martin Cove is in the video with you guys too. He is. Yeah. Yep. It's so yeah. weird to think about him on dancing with the stars right now. <laughs> oh my gosh. I haven't watched it, but yeah, he's another one. We, I wouldn't say we're as friends like Billy is definitely a friend. Um, Martin was like, I, I was glad I met him and we stayed in contact a little bit. He came, he and his kids came to a couple of my no more King shows back in the day, but I still follow him, you know? Mm-hmm. And like, I saw him at comic-con a couple of years ago and he was like, hey, you know, so like we, like I said, we're not f- friends the way Billy and I are, but we still like, you know, anytime we're in the same place, like he, he rem- remembers me. And so that's always kind of fun. So the fact that he's like going to be on this show is, is pretty exciting. It's like, <laughs> I'm already rooting for him. You know what I mean? It's like, come on, man, you can do it. Yeah. I forget. Well, what, I, what did I see? Oh, I think it was an episode of the Goldbergs um, that Martin Cove was on. Oh, wow. And it was uh, the kid that plays Adam Goldberg when he's younger ended up. It, it was like one of the, like the, the scenes that plays when the end credits are rolling. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's it's him taking karate lessons and Martin Cove is the sensei. <laughs> but he's not like the Martin Cove, you know, from Cobra Kai. He's the love is accepted in this dojo. Like that he's the amazing. complete total opposite. That is well, that's true in real life. So after Sweep the Leg, he and I started talking. And at the time he was traveling, um, going to high schools and giving uh, seminars on anti-bullying. He was like doing an anti-bullying 
campaign at the time. Um, so again, he's like th- that cast could could not be further, with the exception of Ralph Macho. He's pretty much Daniel's son. He's just a sweet, cool guy. Mm-hmm. But Billy is like the funniest, sweetest guy ever. Nothing like Johnny. And and Martin is the is a sweetheart. Nothing like Sensei Kreese. So yeah, these guys they're playing like such interesting opposites of themselves. Yeah, that's awesome. And I'm really excited that you've that No More Kings isn't gone and that you've got some more stuff in the works. Yeah. And because the no more, I mean, your solo stuff is amazing and the and and the no more king stuff is fantastic. So it's Thanks, any way man. you look at it, it's just I'm excited. Yeah, I I didn't want to let that go. I just felt like they're both two halves of me, you know? Like yeah. I I I'd still want to be able to do the stuff that I did with No More Kings. And that stuff doesn't feel right coming out with my solo stuff being so different. So I I I will always need to so probably I'll just go, you know, an NMK album and a PD album, an NMK album and a PD album. Hey, and if, and if and if No More Kings ever tour again and you happen to come out this way, heck yeah. Um I, I will not say no to getting called up on stage to sing a No More Kings song. I'm just <laughs> I'm just putting it out there. That's awesome. I what, would you, what, would I go, what would be oh, your go-to that, song? Oh, you that's a good question. If you were called up on stage with the full band backing you, what would you pick? Oh, man. I, well, I mean, Jump In's just a fun song to sing. Sweep the Legs, a go-to, obviously. I... I, I've said this to you before, and it's not a song I think getting called up on stage to sing along with, but like one of my favorite songs that you've ever done on the album is this. Yeah. And it's an original piece. Yeah. I remember you, you saying know? that. Well, I mean, it's they're not all based on any, no, but, but it's not based on any pop culture reference. It's not yeah. based on a movie. Ex- yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it was, you know, no, oh, it was the same thing with Someday, too. Yeah. Like someday wasn't based on any, I mean, I had a couple pop culture references in it. Umbrella umbrella. Also like, these are more like, those are the three songs on that album that were just me, just kind of me, like talking about what was important to me at the time, you know? Yeah. I, Oh, that's a good question. I'd have to put some thought into it. See, I throw something out there and then I can't, I don't even have an answer behind it. (laughs) Like I can't. (sighs) You've got plenty of time to think about it. It'll be a while before we can tour again. Maybe dance along. If ever. Maybe Ooh, that's a one. good one. That's a good one for a live for a yeah. live situation. That might be fun with the horns. That'd be fun. That'd be yeah. really fun. But hopefully, hopefully one day we'll get to see no more Kings on tour. Yeah, now. man. And uh, I'd like that. I miss it. And if, if not, you know, hopefully we'll get to see you at some cons or something soon. Yeah. I mean, it's fun to talk to you on zoom, but you know, it'd be great to see you in person. It's better in person. Yeah. Absolutely. So uh, social media, everything's at DOS PD. DOS PD. That's like the right. one. The one what's, stop. Uh, what's your artwork like what what have you been doing with the with the artwork uh so yeah just i've, I've got this etsy shop where i try to sell whatever i can i'm trying to uh, i just reorganize my own dospd.com site to showcase uh projects a little bit better so uh if you check that out there's a bunch of different projects that you can dive into dude ben what i've been doing lately is kind of crazy so i've really been getting into uh artificial intelligence and machine learning as it applies to art so i've trained uh neural networks on all of my artwork and then asked it to create new artwork based on that stuff. And the stuff it comes up with is nightmarish and weird. So then I'll take that stuff, redo it in my style, send it back to the thing. And so I end up, I'm I'm like collaborating with robots now. And it's really interesting to me, that weird feedback loop that happens when you like 
train something you know, on your own stuff. You you do find interesting ways to do stuff like that <laughs> because like well I mean and I don't mean that in like a weird joking way like it's I've never heard of that being done before. I know I don't think you've done it for a little while now, but you were doing videos on Facebook of you trying different like electronic instruments. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds and yep, yeah, just to see what would spark ideas. Yeah, like that stuff was really cool. So hearing like creating art with it with artificial intelligence is like <laughs> that's like I don't even have a word for it. <laughs> well, you know, there's I, I I used to get down on myself for this, and I'm realizing now it's who I am. But there are some artists and musicians that sit down to work with a fully formed thing in their head. And they're more like an architect. They've got this thing and they're just translating it, right? I don't, when I play guitar, I just mess around. I don't, I don't sit down with the song ready to come out of me. I discover it. I, I'm more like a gardener. You know what I mean? I like mm -hmm. plant some seeds and then I see what grows. And I feel like for me to finally find these ways where I can do that kind of on a larger scale, but it's exactly that. It's like, you know, I, I collaborate with something, with chance, with chaos, I like see, you know, throw the I Ching bones and see what happens. And then it makes something based on that rather than sitting down and going, oh, I would like to draw this perfectly, you know? Yeah. It works though. I mean, it's, it's so interesting. I mean, that's one of the reasons why, I mean, other than us being friends, I like, I think I have you set on Facebook that anytime you post something, it pops up first. Oh, nice. Because I like that. seeing, yeah, I think you just, you used to be able to do it. I think now you have to like, like, like click a bell or, or something or, or follow something. yeah yeah oh that's cool and then they'll, they'll appear dude i appreciate that thank you because i like i like following like like again when you did those videos about all that stuff and i like seeing when you post about artwork and i comment on your stuff every once in a while i know and i love it i'm always worried that i'm turning people off with all that stuff so it's good to know that there are people like you who are okay with me being as scattered as i am you know what i mean yeah like, kind of being a little bit all over the place because i get nervous i'm like no more kings fans are going to hate this bleepy bloopy stuff and then i'm like they're going to hate you know whatever but it's nice well, to know I, that but i think like sure. i i think that's a merit of a true artist is i think scatterbrain <laughs> is is part of it because <laughs> curse. if if you works if you worked in a linear sense that like you're you kind of get stagnant after no, you're a right. while like you kind of have right. to expand the ideas of what you're exploring to figure out your creativity yeah you're absolutely right uh, that so, wouldn't be me i couldn't do that so yeah i mean uh, that's why i like following it and i'm any listeners out there I, I recommend they follow you as well. Follow you on Facebook, follow you on Twitter. I think when I, th I don't use Twitter that often, but I think one of the last times I discovered that one of the Duffer brothers, you look like one of the Duffer brothers from strange, from strange <laughs> yes, things. Yes. And I think I posted that on Twitter. I tweeted you about that on yes. Twitter or something. I was like, is Pete the third Duffer brother? Oh my gosh. Which <laughs> is an honor. It would be an honor to be, because it sounds like they're my people yeah. to come up with. Dungeons and Dragons based 80s goodness. I can't wait for that show to come back too. Yeah, season four. Oh my god. Come back soon. Ooh. Um, but you and I are gonna talk like we're gonna. I think we we talked before we started recording. We're gonna start doing some more regular, like more often Zoom we'll calls catch so we can catch up on pop culture and so our catch-ups don't have to be so like, oh my god, I forgot about that too. <laughs> yes. yeah, we, need, we need something more regular. <laughs> so we don't take an hour before we start recording to get caught up on everything. We'll be caught <laughs> right. up. But I, I know we're gonna talk about like podcasting, about mm -hmm. seeing if you can get into podcasting and there's a there's a bunch of stuff we're gonna we're gonna talk about. But nice, um man. Yeah, so I, I highly recommend everybody follows you in on social media, Das PD, pretty much everywhere. Uh, as far as this podcast goes, if you like the program, um, please leave a review online. The more reviews I get, 
the more I can do with this podcast because it's the more listeners I get to reach. Um, also, be sure to follow Wilhelm on social media, facebook.com slash the Wilhelm podcast uh, and the Wilhelm pod on Instagram and Twitter. Finally, if, if my cat would stop meowing for a second, because I can't edit that out. Shh. <laughs> Thank you. Um, he'll, st- he'll keep talking. And I don't do any edits. So all of this is going in the podcast. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, if you have an idea for a topic or a theme you want to hear me cover, film franchise, debate, anything at all, um, just let me know on any of the platforms I mentioned, or you can email me directly at the Wilhelm podcast at gmail.com. Um, Pete, you are welcome back anytime. Uh, I'll be back, man. You can't keep me away. This is I hope this was fun for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. We got to talk vampire movies. For I you. know what the heck. What the heck? So, and you made me think like, okay, I need to go back and rewatch blade. Cause I've been meaning to do it for a while. I got to check out blood red sky. I got to check out, let the right one in. Um, yeah, we get, we get homework to do now. Yeah. And, and there'll be other topics. Like you said, you looked at the list and there was a oh, I wanted to do 10 of them. Yeah, there's that. Yeah. yeah. And you could. You probably could do all of the ones that you wanted to do. <laughs> nice. Because this podcast, hopefully. I, I love doing this podcast because I get introduced to new movies. I get to talk about movies. I get to do it with friends. And I get to introduce other people who listen to movies that they might have never seen or heard of. Absolutely. So. I just love doing it. Um, but as I mentioned earlier on, we're, we're at the end of the podcast. Stay to the end. We, we're less than a minute. Well, this will be wrapped up. You'll be hearing uh, Zombie Me by Pete Mitchell and No More Kings, which <laughs> it's such a great song. <laughs> I was debating between that Seasonal. or the coming to get you, Barbara. Yeah, yeah. Either would work. Because I think, but Zombie Me is more a little more upbeat and yeah. a little more yeah. fun. They're yeah. both appropriate for Halloween. Or The but, Living uh, Dead. That's a pretty, that's a fun one too. Oh, the, I forgot about The Living Dead too. It's a good Man, one. You have three, so- three zombie songs. three zombie songs. songs. I have more than most bands have. But no vampire songs. Not yet. Give me time. Yeah, there you go. With this, this list, one. I'll take, I'm going to take this list that you've given us. I'm going to take all 10 of ours and figure out a way to do an album. I think what I'm going to have to do too, and I mentioned this to you before. I know I said less than a minute, but I'm going to go over that. But um. <laughs> What a lot of people don't know is when this podcast was in early, early development a couple of years back, I reached out to you to write a theme song yeah, yeah, for me for the yeah. podcast, which you I called it the Wilhelm Files then, didn't you? Yeah. So which I unfortunately I did not use, but I still have it. <laughs> so I feel like I need to play that at some point. <laughs> it's um, pretty sloppy. I think I submitted it basically as a demo, but. Yeah, but it still sounded great. It's fun. Yeah, it's a fun. It's, it was you a had fun a bunch of movie references in there. That was the best part. It's yeah, filling it with movie references. Yeah, it was fun. I still have it. Okay, so I might have to sneak that in there at some point. Yeah, you're welcome to. So, uh, but Pete, thank you so much for doing ben, this. this is a blast, for me. man. Thank you. Um, stick around after I after I wrap up, um, and we'll 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 chat some more. Uh, but to everybody else, uh, all the listeners out there, thank you so much for being such a positive influence on this for for the feedback you've given me so far and for sticking it out. Uh, And for being a fan of the podcast, make sure to tell your friends about the podcast. But until next time, the next episode of Spooktober is Alfred Hitchcock Films, which will be next week. So stick around for that. But until next time, we'll see you guys later. Take care. I died last night. I tripped over my own shoelaces. I broke my on the sidewalk and landed on my face
So far. 